Sunday blessings to all of you. This is the Lord's Day, the day of resurrection that commences a new week and offers a new opportunity to be drawn by grace more deeply into the paschal mystery of Jesus Christ. Through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, may each of us graciously respond to Jesus' invitation to live more deeply his passion, death, and glorious resurrection and ascension, and be drawn into loving communion with God our Father. You are listening to Encountering Jesus with the Church Fathers, a podcast pondering patristic commentary and insight on the sacred scriptures, the sacred liturgy, and living as a disciple of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Father Mark, and I welcome you to this podcast on the 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time. Guiding us this Sunday in opening the Word of God is St. Cyril of Alexandria. Among the Fathers of the Church, he devoted particular attention to the imagery contained in chapter 13 of St. Luke's Gospel. Such can offer us some insight to respond more wholeheartedly to Jesus' call to follow him. In addition to these words of St. Cyril, you may be interested in some thoughts about discipline as proclaimed in today's second reading from the letter to the Hebrews. These insights are contained in my blog and the blog address is found in this week's podcast description. And now, an excerpt from Homily 99 by St. Cyril of Alexandria. Let us listen, therefore, to the Savior's words, which he addressed to those who wanted to learn, whether they be few who are saved, and to whom the Savior answered, Strive to enter in by the straight door. Now, this reply may seem perhaps to wander from the scope of the question. For the man wanted to learn whether they be few who are saved, But he described to him the way whereby he might be saved himself, saying, Strive to enter by the straight door. What reply, then, do we make to this objection? The answer as follows, that it was the custom of our common Savior Christ to meet his questioners, not, of course, according to what might seem good to them, but as having regard to what was useful and necessary for his hearers. And this he especially did when anyone wanted to learn what was superfluous and unedifying. For what good was there in wishing to learn, whether there be many or a few that be saved. What benefit resulted from it to the hearers? 
On the contrary, it was a necessary and valuable thing to know in what way a man may attain to salvation. He is purposely silent, therefore, with respect to the useless question which had been asked him, but proceeds to speak of what was essential, namely, of the knowledge necessary for the performance of those duties by which men can enter in at the straight and narrow door. For this he has also taught us in another place, saying, Enter in at the straight door, for wide is the door and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many are they that go in thereby. For straight is the door and narrow is the way that leads to life, and few are they that find it. Now, I consider it my duty to mention why the door is narrow, through which a man goes to life. Whosoever would enter must of necessity first, before everything else, possess an upright and uncorrupted faith, and secondly, a spotless morality in which is no possibility of blame according to the measure of human righteousness. For the prophet David also says somewhere very excellently, framing his supplications unto God, Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness, and according to my innocence, requite me. For the innocence and righteousness of the holy angels, being in proportion to their nature and glory, is entirely distinct from that which belongs to the inhabitants of earth. For theirs is of a lower kind and inferior in every respect, just as they are inferior to them also in nature. Nevertheless, those who wish to live holy cannot do so without labor. For constantly, so to speak, the pathway that leads to virtue is rugged and steep, and for most men, too difficult to walk upon. For labors spring up before us, and we have need altogether of fortitude and patience and nobleness of conduct. Yes, moreover, and of a mind that cannot be prevailed upon dissolutely to take part in base pleasures or to be led by irrational impulses into carnal lust. He who has attained unto this in mind and spiritual fortitude will enter easily by the straight door and run along the narrow way.
For it is written, that by labors a man labors for himself and violently gains mastery over his destruction. You hear how the prophet plainly says that he gains the mastery over his destruction by violence. For as the Lord himself again said, the kingdom of heaven is gained by violence and the violent seize it. For wide is the door and broad the way that brings down many to destruction. And what are we to understand by its broadness? It means an unrestrained tendency to carnal lust, a base and pleasure-loving life, luxurious feastings, and revelings and banquetings, and unresisted inclinations to everything which is condemned by the law and displeasing to God. A stiff-necked mind that will not bow to the yoke of the law. A life accursed and relaxed in all dissoluteness, thrusting from it divine law, and utterly unmindful of the sacred commandments. Wealth and the vices that spring from it, scorn and pride, and the vain imagining of transitory boastings. From all such things must those withdraw who would enter by the straight door and be with Christ and keep festival with him. And such are not thus minded, cannot walk upon this way. He showed it once by a plain example. For those who were too late, and so to say did not arrive at the feast, their lot was to be at once rejected. For when he says the master of the house enters in and shuts the door, and they begin to say from without, Lord, open to us, he will say, I do not know whence you are. For in the character, as it were, of some householder, who gathered many of his neighbors to his house and table, and has afterwards entered in with his guests and closed the door. He says that those who subsequently knock shall have for the answer, I know you not whence you are. And though he says, We have eaten before you and drunk, and you have taught in our streets, you will hear nonetheless, I know you not whence you are. Depart far from me, all you workers of iniquity. For the light has no communion at all with the darkness, nor can anyone be near to the perfectly pure God who is held by the pollutions of sin 
and whose stain is not yet washed away. We must, however, next inquire who we are to understand by those who say unto Christ, We have eaten and drunk in your presence, and you have taught in our streets. Such an assertion then would suit the Israelites to whom Christ said, You shall see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourselves cast out. But how then were they eating and drinking before God? I answer, by performing the service enacted in the law. For when offering unto God sacrifices by the shedding of blood, they ate and made merry. And they heard also in their synagogues the writings of Moses, interpreting God's messages. For constantly he prefaced his words with, Thus says the Lord. These men are they who say, We have eaten and drunk in your presence, and you have taught in our streets. But the worship by the shedding of blood is not sufficient for justification. Nor verily does a man wash away his stains by having become a hearer of the divine laws, if he does nothing of what has been commanded. And, in another way, as long as they refuse to accept the faith which justifies the wicked, nor would follow the evangelic commands by means of which it is possible to practice the excellent and elect life, how could they enter the kingdom of God? The type, therefore, profits not, for it justifies no man, and it is a thing impossible for the blood of bulls and of goats to take away sins. With the above named, you may number certain others also as able to say to the judge of all, We have eaten and drunk in your presence, and you have taught in our streets. And who again are these? Many have believed in Christ, and celebrate the holy festivals in his honor. And frequenting the churches, they also hear the doctrines of the gospel. But they lay up in their minds of the truths of Scripture absolutely nothing. And it is with difficulty that the practice of virtue is brought with them, even to this extent. While of spiritual fruitfulness, their heart is quite bare. These two shall weep bitterly and gnash their teeth. For the Lord shall deny them also. For he has said that not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, 
but only the one that does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Saint Cyril of Alexandria, pray for us. Let us pray. O God, who caused the mind of the faithful to unite in a single purpose, grant your people to love what you command and to desire what you promise, that amid the uncertainties of this world, our hearts may be fixed on that place where true gladness is found. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go in peace.